a priest, a Baptist preacher, and a TV evangelical died at the same time. But St. Peter did not have rooms ready for them just yet. So Peter asked Lucifer, could you host these men for me for a while, while I prepare rooms for them? So Lucifer obliged. But after a few days, Lucifer called on Peter and said, Peter, you gotta take them all back. Peter said, why? What's the matter? Lucifer answered, they are ruining everything. The priest has already forgiven everybody. The Baptist has saved everyone. And the evangelical has raised enough money for air conditioning. Tell me, do you think that religious leaders should be poor? How about teachers? Should people with noble vocations not be living luxuriously? Respond by clicking on the link on the show notes to leave me a voice message. Let me hear your opinion. Welcome to this week's Rehash. A video of an evangelist being ambushed at an airstrip by an Inside Edition reporter asking him about his luxurious lifestyle recently went viral. Apparently, this was right after the pastor just purchased another private plane. It was quite entertaining how the religious leader was caught off guard and was obviously upset at the beginning, but impressively held his tongue and slithered his way around the questions. The reporter's questions were intended to point out the luxurious lifestyle of the pastor, which she implied is uncharacteristic for a religious leader, implying that he is scamming or conning people out of their money. Which begs the question, who should be rich? Who do we think are worthy to live luxuriously? Who is deserving of all that wealth? Actors? Sure, they are great at transporting us to another world to momentarily forget of our current reality. Most of them are indeed eye candies, but aren't most of it fake? From fake body parts to fake smiles and attitudes? So what, we pay them to basically lie to us? If not actors, how about rappers who preach sex, drugs, and violence? Or maybe athletes? People who can throw, shoot, hit, or catch a ball better than most? Think about that. We pay millions to watch people play with a ball, never mind the steroids and sex scandals. We are comfortable to pay tremendous amounts of money to people who entertain us, even for a moment, just to take us out of our current situations. May it be to forget about our problems for the meantime, get some laughs, or even be inspired. Bottom line, we pay these people so we could get that pleasant feeling of excitement, of dancing to the rhythm, or watching professionals play while wishing we could be like them. Does that mean that we deem entertainment more important than education? We certainly don't pay our teachers the same as entertainers. And these are the people to whom we entrust our children to every day, not to mention their future. How about the people that serves us and feeds us? Rarely do cooks get the fame and fortune unless they move on to hosting or at least getting featured on a TV show. How about the people who put their lives on the line every single day to protect us, such as firefighters and police? Nowadays, not only are they not paid well, they are not even allowed to do their jobs because when they do, they get criticized for it. They become political casualties to whatever agenda the current administration is pushing for. 
And of course, our soldiers who sacrificed their lives and their families in order to keep this great country free. Yet, their pay can barely support the family they left behind. And when they do come back, there isn't enough support for them to adapt back to civilian life. Why don't we pay these servicemen and women as much as entertainers? Is it because their jobs are too real, too noble, and not entertaining enough that we don't seem to think they deserve to get paid more? You're listening to Earl Francis on this week's Rehash. However, our current society justifies the difference in pay grade between entertainment people and service professionals is the same principle that applies to religious leaders in churches. That is why a church service or ceremony is technically a show. It may not be as exciting as a movie, but there are plenty of fake people. It may not be the gangster rap, but their music is pretty inspiring too. And there may not be a ball that gets tossed around, but they always encourage people to cheer for their team, which is whatever denomination the church associates with. That is why religion is a profitable show business. That same pleasantness we seek in entertainment venues can also be found in faith-based organizations. We feel pleasant about what we are doing or what the church is doing for the community, so we want to be part of it and we give. Unless you go to one of those organizations who still use the guilt factor for people to give, who sentences their faithful followers to damnation if they don't pay the required tithes or use the organization's facility to bury their dead. Either tactic works, entertain or guilt trip. The organization still gets their money. Just like YouTube, religious organizations have their built-in followers to whom they can sell practically anything to. From books to funding a whole new property. And heck, if the whole belief system is based on saving the eternal soul, then how much are you willing to pay to save yours? So as long as it's legal, however preachers and churches spend their money is practically none of our business. If their followers are willing to give, that's their business. As long as they are not taking our money, what is it to us? There is a saying, which loosely translates to, There wouldn't be tricksters if there are no fools. But come to think of it, we are all just a bunch of fools. Because we all at one time or another willingly gave money to at least one of these people who live luxurious lives, right? This is Earl Francis for this week's Rehash. hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to hit that support button and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.